Hello, welcome to Every Every by Laura Chileke. And today we'll be having a very, 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 very first episode titled Aren't We All Cowards? So I came up with this series called Talk the Walk. And essentially, what it is about is, um, you know, talking about our walk. So, as opposed to the regular walk the talk, which is dedicated to you know not just talking about things and principles and rules and yada yada but just you know um walking the talk you understand like practicing what you preach so what this is about is talking about okay we know the rules we know the practice we try to practice it but these are the restraints we've had you know and stuff like that so basically that's why it's called talk the walk so today's episode will be titled aren't we all cowards and as it's going to be our very very first episode i thought to you know talk about my experiences now um according to the dictionary a person who is constantly lacking in courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things is a coward yeah i know so we'll be focusing on doing or enduring dangerous and unpleasant things you know yeah so there's this favorite quote i saw while researching you know trying to find an angle to this topic and it's um what it says is the face of a coward is the back of his head that means <laughs> it's funny because you know to me it might not be funny to you but it's funny to me because um you know that's the face like of you walking away and stuff like that now basically um there are different there are different you know um um angles i would like to go through but i think i would like to share my own personal experience so i've been a coward in so many ways basically and i know i think that is one of the the inspiration for this talk like times when i know i could have spoken up or done something different but i just felt oh, everybody's doing the shah so let me or let me not be the one that will now you know open my mouth and now say you know basically you know how our mind works so there was this time then i remember back in school in university um then i used to be in church i'm still in church by the way but you know how it is then then i was really invested in church and stuff like that and there was this incident when i found out that one of the pastors who had been leading us had sexually assaulted someone or tried to he didn't really sexually i think he tried to he attempted to and then i came up to you know the leaders and i'm like ah, guys we have to do something oh it's not really guys i spoke to one person and like see we needed to report him and stuff like that and he was like ah, you report him but he hasn't really done anything and you know how is pastor going to see him like the senior pastor going to see him and stuff like that and i'm like see we just have to do this because we won't be here i think that was in our last year in our final years in school i'm like won't be here to protect other people so that they put into check and you know i called someone else who had worked with earlier on from another branch and she was like ah 
at first she was like ah, you needed to go and report him and stuff like that and then she sent me a text message later and says she has done this, this thing before and this is the word that got me and she knows how it can be twisted and i'll be made to i'll be made to feel like the villain when i was just trying to be honest and truthful you understand and i was pretty much upset but guess what i didn't do anything i just silently started fizzling out of the church system as a matter of fact i think that that was one of the you know um triggers for my recline in church essentially you know because i felt if this is what we are doing then we shouldn't have done look at my right that was my righteous you know my righteous you know statement like i know this is what is going on then we couldn't we shouldn't what's the essence of being in church but i could i think i still think that i still look back and say see i could have done the consequences and said see i know i might be viewed as the villain i knew that i know that you know my reputation can be soiled and stuff like that but i still do it anyways you understand and it's still something that to so, so today when i think of it it makes me feel yeah you were a coward because most of the times i think that most of the times we do things and consider our image so if we come outside and say this thing how would it how would it look like you understand so we hide things we don't come out we don't stand for the truth we don't stand for justice we don't stand for fairness we don't stand for equality because we don't want to be the odd man out i mean if every man is singing a a a why should we say z basically and i think that this is something that everybody can relate with in some sort of way you understand if you cannot relate with it it's fine too you understand um and then there's still this other incident where um i think when i was with my parents in school and stuff like that and you just stay someone will say ah no no i can't do this thing for you you have to bring money and in my mind i'm like why should i bring money maybe i should just report these people and stuff like that you know report them to the um authorized agencies and you know follow it up but there's just this part of me like don't carry your things and graduate and leave the okay sorry we were you know there's just this part of you that just like you know what i'm done with this school and these are the these are just a tiny fragment of how every day we make choices that shows that we are cowards because we don't want to face confrontations. We don't want to, um, you know, go into confrontations with authorities. We don't want any altercations. We want to keep our names, basically. We want to be the good guys, essentially, you know. So, um, in politics, too, generally. Now, this is me saying this is not my experience. But we stay in Nigeria and we say, oh, things are going bad. Things are, you know, we complain every day fuel is increased from this price from from you know from a lower price to a higher price even if it's like an unjustified increase and we know this and we keep quiet and then okay we have elections coming two years from now that's 2023 and then we're like okay let's all come out and go and get our voters card you know vote for what is right let us stand for the truth and stuff like that but we also hide under these covers we had under discover and say ah in the end is it all money that they will use and and still you know swindle the election or whatever rig the election yeah i think that's the right word rig the election and stuff like that you know so we hide we stay in our comfort zones 
we don't move forward we cry for change but we don't act for change you know so these are the issues is it love when we love people so you meet a guy or you meet a girl and you know that this person is healthy for your mental state you know that this guy is good to you he treats you right he wants you to grow you know that this girl loves you he's invested in you in your business she she's a partner but because she is not up to the societal um, societal stereotype oh she's she's not a figure eight she's not a certain height she's not a certain complexion she doesn't have straight legs you know he doesn't have six parts he's big he's chubby he has a um, pouch in his stomach she has a tummy pouch you know just a lot of flimsy excuses that we come up with and then because we want to make face to the society and say see we have good eyes see we picked the best see we did this see we did that we settle for someone who we know within us isn't meant for us these are the issues these are the issues like every single day we make steps that don't necessarily liberate us we live for the society you understand and i think personally that when i think one of the easiest ways to catch yourself you know catch yourself you know in a coward in an act of cowardice is asking yourself is this what i really really want or is this what is expected of me by society so oh i want to be a musician or i want to be you know um what a banker or a teacher but because of the fear that ah in this modern age you still want to be a teacher or you want to be a police officer you understand these are the things that you say you're interested in but because of how you would be perceived by a system or by our system we just you know say see i'm not up for it, for drama or anything i'll just find a way and you know hide and you know just do this thing and just get off you understand or is it in train elaborate um, parties so you know that you can you cannot not just that you cannot afford you might even be able to afford a large event like a wedding for instance you may be able to afford a large societal wedding but then you want something really small this is what you want you want an intimate but just because every other person is saying how can you how would this just how do you cave in and then you just okay fine it will make you happy but and because that's what is in vogue or you don't want people talking i think that in this generation we are fortunate first of all to live in a generation where you can be what and who you want to be I think that being in this generation is enough ginger, if I might use that word, to live our lives to the fullest. And I know that in Nigeria generally it doesn't make it easy when you when you apply these rules to other you know aspects of your life, like maybe in the civil service or you know a general public service, and you're trying to you know them you know raise a red flag or blow a whistle. They don't make it easy for you. I mean. We were all witnesses to the Lekki Tollgate's incidents, killings. And so far so good, these were people who were trying to fight for what was right, what was just, what was fair. What is accrued to you being a Nigerian citizen, being a human, your human rights. And a lot of them got, you know, wasted for it. They lost their lives. 
some people didn't lose their life up there but they lost their you know the ginger to fight for what is right to fight for human rights a lot of people stayed there that day and i'm sorry to say but yes i was one of those people i wasn't at the gates i was somewhere in my hair but when i saw it I, I like lost my morale to even fight for nigeria to even say that there's anything worth saving in nigeria and i'm sorry to say but i am still at that point i'm going to be real in this podcast i am still at that point whereby i know it's wrong but i'm looking for reasons to stay and fight in nigeria and fight for nigeria you understand it's much more easier to just you know be a nigerian in diaspora and you know hail nigeria from afar you know give a tweet a post or whatever you know in support in allegiance but you know living the good life but anyway that's just what it is that's me being honest but it's not the way to go you understand and so um um okay moving on to other instances of us being a coward okay for instance you go to visit your aunt your uncle your friends and then you see a domestic staff maybe a housemaid properly properly known as a house girl and you see that this girl is being maltreated you know in your heart but you refuse to confront your friend or your auntie not comfort you know when we talk about the word confrontation we see confrontation as oh it has to be done in violence or in anger but a simple why is this girl or this boy not properly trained why why do they look shabby why do they you know ask questions don't turn a blind eyes basically so a lot of times we see it and you go to someone's house and you just come out and say hmm, these people this is how they are they are this they are that they are this they are that you know just give your maybe come online and give um you know a hypothetical question what if a what if b like there are things that i think that if we can confront head on confrontation doesn't necessarily have to be you know using force like okay madam mother why is your girl looking like this it is not right you come you see masks all over her body take her outside what is the problem who did this to you I don't know i think that that's been human you understand but a lot of times we just say eh, when you you're in the house you're married to a woman and you know that she does these things you see the way she treats the maid and you can't speak up because what you love her how can you love someone so much that you don't you know you don't correct them is can't you correct people when you say you love them but anyways that's not that's not the basis um, we're not talking about house helps and domestic staff but i'm just saying that these are instances where we act cowards we act as cowards we don't speak up you know i was having a, a conversation with my dad last sometime last year during the lockdowns because we had a lot of free time so it wasn't really like a conversation it was more like an argument but not a heated argument like a friendly argument and we we're talking about how the nigerian kid is generally ways to avoid confrontations and i made instances of when back then when we were in secondary school and you know my school was you know kind of mixed although we the black population was way way much it was like what 90 to 1 interracial person or white person but basically you know um there was this one time they said oh they were tired of the whole thing it was a mixed school they were tired of the whole thing they needed to cut our hair you know the girls should cut their hair i'm like kilo day why should we cut our hair if we cut our hair no problem but the white people and the interracial people they have to cut their hair since we are all you know students 
and there shouldn't be some law that applies to some people and all that. And then you hear parents say, you better cut the hell, we don't have time, or we don't, you know, these are, they don't teach you to question authorities, to raise your voice, even then when you have senior cousins and, you know, seniors around you, and they essentially do things that, you know, doesn't make sense, you can't ask them questions. We're trained not to ask questions. We're trained to, you know, just go with the flow. You understand? And um, these are the things that leave this deficit in us, to just let things be rather than question norms. You understand? And, you know, this whole authority is always right. Of course, don't get me wrong. You should respect authorities, especially institution authorities. Respect them. But respect doesn't mean that we cannot, con- we cannot, we cannot, um, you know, question narratives and say, why does this have to be done this way? Respect doesn't mean we have to move around sheepishly. We have to ask questions because, I mean, if it's like that, that means Jesus didn't have respect because he went to the synagogue. He questioned the authorities. He questioned norms and traditions. Why? He healed a man. He healed a man. Yes. On a Sabbath, which was not, they, they criticized it for, for it, you understand? But he was basically a man that knew how to shake tables, you understand? I think that, yes, um, we, can, we can say, oh, this is our excuse, we're not trained like this, but we should, if, if we're trying to be woke in this generation, I personally believe that question narratives is one of them. So your pastor says, don't get me wrong, I'm not against pastors, please. I'm not against pastors. But your pastor says, oh, bring Cain to church and bring this thing to church. You know, one of these weird things. You should be asking why. Why? The why is why should we do this? Why are we doing this? Not even, you know, I think one of the easiest things to do is to just get angry and leave a church. But these days I think I'm beginning to, you know, see things separately, differently, like, why should I leave when I can question you? Like, uh-huh, let it be that I stay there and I'm not growing. And then I'm saying, okay, I'm coming out. Well, let me not get invested in church again. <laughs> I'm trying not to get invested, you know, in this, in this, you know, like church, politics, domestic stuff. And all. I'm just trying to make instances, basically. So essentially what I'm trying to say is we need to examine our lives. We need to examine the way we see the world. Like, the world is fast growing, and we can't keep moving around sheepishly. And don't get me wrong, when you're questioning narrative, the idea is not to, to you know, be rude about it. Some people might perceive it as being rude, but try your best as possible not to be rude about it. You know, politely, you can politely challenge the narrative. You understand? Of course, there are people who are going to take, you know offense by it who are going to be offended by it but then it's your narrative but i think this is a wake-up call as to how we see the world how we view the world how we question things it is not just okay for you to come up and say oh i need to do this or you need to do that i'm trying to look for like like you know um i'm trying to look for um um you know an explanation or an example an example that you know we constantly use I'm trying to but I'm not getting anyone but basically it's not enough for us to just to hear that oh this is how it's being done oh why is it being done this way 
and you're not challenging authorities because oh you make you've made it a habit of charge because you need to understand we need to know why we have to do things like this why are we doing things like this you know when I, for me personally i think when i understand they say there's this popular saying that says when purpose is not known abuse is inevitable why should you get married for instance why should i get married that's a question you should ask yourself why should i get married is it because every other person is getting married you understand or because I want to, or because I found someone and I think I'd like to spend my life with this person, or because I found someone and I think that my my future would be secure around this person. Back a little bit, let's back it up a little bit too, when I talked about love. That girl or that guy you want to date, but then you feel they're not good for your personal image. Ask yourself, is this person good to me? Do I have peace of mind with this person? Does this person give me grounds to grow? Am I nurtured here? Am I, is this a safe space where I can make a mistake and it's cool? Because I think that part of the whole, you know, contribution, part of the contributions to this whole divorce issues is the fact that we get married just because. Oh, he's fine. He has six packs. Oh, he's this. Oh, even... Oh, he's in church. He's pastor's assistant. Oh, he's, she's the music director. Oh, she. It is not enough. We can't be coward and just do things because, oh, every other person is doing it. Oh, they say it's fine. Oh, they say we'll be good together. Oh, this guy doesn't look good. Oh, he doesn't have money. I'm not saying that you should marry someone that doesn't have potential. But if that's what's worked for you, then by all means. What I'm saying is question the narrative. Don't do things just because. Oh, because every other person is doing it. Still backtracking it again back to politics. We can't just stay and fold our hands and complain every day and complain and plan to travel out of Nigeria, you know? I saw a post on Twitter about, I can't remember his name, so I was giving him his due credit. He said that, you'll see, we'll see stay. Nigerian government will bring a bad policy, will rant online and say, you know what, we're living in Nigeria with your 15K inside your account. I'm like... <laughs> not me <laughs> you understand we don't have the resources to go anywhere so for now we're stuck here those that have the resources fine for some reasons you're still here it's okay but let's do the little we can you know come out you know stand under the sun yeah it's, it's very uncomfortable i've i've stayed at an office for over what over 12 no not 12 hours that's over i think i went there sometime around like 8 a.m and i got back sometime around what five so do the math you know under the sun sometimes you might find somewhere to just patch on you know till you get attended to but let's pay the sacrifice for a better nigeria for us for our children for our generation you know let's stop using cowardice as our umbrella of disguise it never ends until we stand up and speak and say see enough is enough and this is a shout out also to everyone around nigeria even outside nigeria who lended their voice who came out one form of the or, or the other who gave out their money to support the NSAS protest i know that wow it's been tagged a rebellious act but we're able as i didn't believe up until then that we could come out and challenge a narrative but we did and it shows that we have it it's in us so 
as I, you know, um, I asked myself, like, what exactly is the way forward? What is the essence of, you know, having this conversation and stuff like this? So there are two basic ends to this. One is, do we just fold our hands and accept that, oh, we are in good company now. Shay, you, we are a coward. Me, I'm a coward. Let us all stay. After all, misery loves company. Or do we change the narrative? We can as well say, oh, we are in good company. That's fine. And fold our hands. Or we can even say, oh, we are in good company. Oh, not good company. Like, we have company. And it shows that I'm not the only one struggling with this. And I want to get better. And we could get better together. And we can join hands and change this narrative so this is a call today of course it's a work in progress i don't believe that after listening to this podcast or after reading a book or a series of podcasts you change i think it's a, it's a daily it's a daily walk every day you wake up your mind you wake up and make up your mind and see i'm not going to be a coward today how do i change this narrative in my own little way you might not come online and tweet it or everything you might just be standing up to a bully jicket or standing up to maybe a member of the family that has been bullying you all along or something but it's one step at a time one step at a time lend your voice out speak up refuse to be intimidated i know that this is a country that feeds literally on intimidation it is it is not written in our law per se but it is written in the law of our hearts and we know this but i think that we should wake up every day and say see I will speak against injustice. I will not be a coward. I will not run away from doing that work. Before I did this podcast, this podcast is actually an eye-opener for me because I've been stalling and stalling and stalling and stalling and stalling. And I'm like, you know what? And one of the reasons why I was stalling was I was just scared. Like, okay, how's it going to sound? What's it going to come out like? And stuff like that. But right now, I don't care. So I'm going to publish it the way it is. And, you know... We'll go on from there. We'll build from there. we make step every day and say, this is what it is. This is a choice I am making for me. I am standing for the truth. And this is what it is. So, um, it's early, bright and early Monday morning. Time is 9.24. And I wish you a kick-ass day today. I hope you have fun. I hope you make good choices. You know, basically... So thank you for listening in. If you stayed up for this, up until now, it's been 26 minutes so far. Thank you very much for listening in. And I hope that you'd be, you know, you're listening to the next episode. Hopefully, we'll get a feature from a certain somebody. <laughs> but till then, thank you for listening in. Have a good day. This is Laura Chileke on Every Every. Have fun today. Goodbye. Hi everyone. Good evening. It's 7 p.m. today, 29th of May, 2021. <laughs> it's been a long time. I know. I've just been lazy to put stuff out. I've been having conversations basically with people, but putting stuff out like recording it trying to get the perfect sound and all it's just been you know yeah um i hope this podcast meets you in a very pleasant state and if not just hang in there i'm sure everything will work out fine <laughs>
Yep. Okay, so the title of today's topic is the change we need. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I don't have any guest feature. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's just going to be me, and it's just going to be a quick one, you know. Um, more like a reality check, kinda. I don't know. Yeah. So, what's change basically? The concept of change. Change means basically to modify something, to alter it, to replace it basically with new stuff, with something new, maybe of the same kind. But something new i'm confusing myself but basically that's what i'm trying to say yes that's what change means and <laughs> when we talk about change well i don't know why i'm laughing but well yeah when we talk about change somehow we all reflect on the happenings of 2015 you know the whole electoral team that was it and then you know moving forward today 2021 it's like okay yeah, we kind of like got changed to be fair, but it wasn't a change for the better which we expected. You understand? Which is quite sad. Not quite sad, it's really sad. And I'm making this podcast from I'm actually here in the east, eastern Nigeria, in Omaha to be precise. And and I'm like, it's been quite, you know, a couple of weeks. Different stories of, you know, bombings. Oh, not bombings, sorry gunning downs um you know the shootings everything basically it's just been horrible like i don't know i don't know about other people but i've been distraught for a while like scared basically because you really don't know when you're going to be at the right the wrong place basically so we just kind of like hope and pray to god that today is not the day that i get stuck in this mishap or whatever but you know I guess everything will work out fine in the end and if you're in the east listening to this and you're like me and you're distraught or you're scared or you're anxious i really don't know how it's going to be what's going to play like because i have really a really wild imagination and in my mind i'm like god let this not turn into something else we do not want another war in nigeria so we pray that god gives the necessary authorities the wisdom to you know sort this out so that we can live happy and freely again yeah so back to my conversation the change we need okay so um well we can you know all stay and say you know stay focused on oh our leaders and stuff today's basis is going to be about us basically like in our own little sphere are we how do we think that we can be agents of them change basically can we sit down and, and i think for me it starts with sitting down for me remember this is my opinion though for me I, I think it starts with sitting down and having an honest conversation with yourself like because a lot of times we like throw things in the air you know we do things and we don't really sit down to consider if this is actually good if this is fair if it's kind to humanity so we in a place of leadership not just government in a place of leadership we like loot out money and we never sit down to say okay well who does it affect like how does it affect us you understand basically and it's kind of like sad 
because once you don't do that reality check you, you're kind of like a car that has lost control because i believe our conscience is you know basically that part of us that tells us you know what sit down consider stuff you know and know how to do better and be better but when we can't stop and really think on okay um how does my actions affect others it just goes really we just go really wild and that's why the the whole idea of substance abuse comes like uh, rather than think about what i've done and how it affects people let me drink it away let me use this substance to you know shut up the head in my voice and stuff like that i'm not saying that they are not there might be medically of course there are medical reasons for why people take some narcotics and all but i'm just basically you know what i'm trying to drive at right now yes so um yeah so it basically starts from that conversation and when we can be truly honest with ourselves this now is not that somebody's judging you or someone's going to say guilty or not guilty like this is between you and yourself and your god if you believe in god well i think you should believe in god yeah but if you don't that's up to you but have that conversation with yourself like you know um you know have that one-on-one with yourself basically and then be honest and say see if i'm a shitty person i'm a shitty person like there's no audience there's nobody there it's just you like have that conversation and let's start to influence change you're in a place of power you're in a place of position it might not even be much you might just be a leader over a 10-man group a five-man group what change have you been able to effect you know let me give an instance there was this time i was traveling i can't remember where i was traveling to but i was at the park in abia line yes i was at the park and then you know someone came it was early in the morning i was running to do one event planning stuff so i left really early that morning and i i um, i was in the car i was waiting for a long time over an hour the the, the space bus wasn't filled up and then there was this guy where about four of us then it was remaining two persons and then this guy was like see i have something really urgent i need to attend to in yes it was Enugu. i was going to deliver a surprise package for a client of mine in Enugu for february 14th yes and this guy was like see i'm running late and stuff like that i need to be there early and there's this lady who this woman who came and she was like see she didn't want to be in the bus with anybody she just wanted a whole um, space bus to herself and then she'd be on the move so he made a deal with her he made a deal with her and you know basically he left and then before he left he gave the ticket to one of us in the bus and said see this is my ticket i don't know sell it if you want to or just leave it anyways just use your discretion and then he left and then we said like an extra 20 minutes people were not coming it was still i left very early though so i think it's understandable and then I went, I came out of the vehicle and met the lady the, in charge of tickets. I was like, so how many people are remaining? And she was like, three. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be two. And she was like, no, it's three. That guy that left, I'm like, but he paid. He paid you money. And she was like, no, he didn't have any deal with them and stuff like that, you know, back and forth. So basically what this woman was trying to do was putting someone there and keep the money to herself. Like, and we have been there for hours she didn't even consider it and then of course i came out and i spoke i was like see you couldn't really you can't really do this stuff like that and the thing is i know she of course there they will always complain oh our salary we've not been paid i'm like in your little field that you are now you are trying to rob people like we are adults everybody in the car are adults basically 
Like we are here, you are still trying to. So there was a whole lot of back and forth. In fact, that day was a really big, you know, issue. And then the drivers, all of them came around and stuff. But the long and short of the story, Sha, is that we shall put in whoever we wanted. We assigned a woman to be there and, you know, she didn't pay and stuff like that. But anyway, that aside. But I'm saying, what I'm, the essence of telling you this story now is the fact that in our own small sphere, what are we doing? Like, this lady is just selling tickets. And this is what she's doing. Tickets. So... Your field as maybe a teacher or a headmaster or a principal or a lecturer or I don't know what I'm calling it in the educational field. But you know, basically, in your small field, like what exactly are you doing? It's just sad. And you know, when I say we, we ought to be the change that we need is that very of course we know that we have kind people in the world, but really the amount of people who are perpetrators of evil just seems to be overwhelming. So let's let our little, little light shine, basically. If we can shine it, I, I, don't, I don't think we should be bothering about, oh, is my neighbor being kind? Oh, is my neighbor being this? It's about, you know, here and now, you in this in this field, like, what's up? You understand? <laughs> we complain about Nigeria, Nigeria this, Nigeria that. Ni- what about humanity? Like, can we be kind? Can you be kind to your neighbor, basically? Can you see your neighbor struggling with something and genuinely say, oh, please, uh, okay, let me come in and step in and help you and stuff like that. You understand? Or do we have to always wait for a government and then sing our songs of war? That our government is bad. That's, I, I call it a song of war because it's now a song. That's what we always sing. Our government is bad. Our government is bad. Our government is bad. Old story. Old story. What are we doing to change it? That brings me to my next topic. Not really next topic, like a soft topic. Elections is coming in 2023. Yep. And you know, lucky, not lucky, but a little bit of lucky. I'm dreadful of it because I'm like, hey, what will happen? There seems to be a lot of violence, you know, power tussle, and then civilians are caught in the crossfire every single day in Nigeria. People are dying. Like, you open the blogs and you're like, hey, God, this could have been me, this could have been anybody, anybody. You understand and elections are coming and everybody's wondering oh what is going to happen you know with the whole tensions from the north from the south southwest and southeast everywhere i don't know maybe south south i'm not sure but yes everywhere basically like everybody's tension well like it feels like it literally feels like we're sitting on a keg of gunpowder and we know that your vote is your voice and then there's this part of us that feels like ah, you know in the end what what does it matter after i finish voting who i want to vote they still will not win that's besides it like we i think at this point uh, we have to be compatriots like we need to stand and say not only are we together in this like okay this next person you know we are trying to make nigeria is like the bigger picture basically you understand it's the big picture because all of us have to now coexist under the umbrella of Nigeria. Yeah, you can say, um, oh, cause Lord Lugard. I've seen a lot of things like that, like, oh, 1914 and stuff. 1914 was how many years ago? Almost. Eh, that should be over 100 years ago. Sorry, I'm not good with math. You understand? And I'm like, okay, what do we do now? What's the way forward? 
you, my dear listener, that's taking your time to listen to this podcast. Do you have a voter's card? Let me answer that question. I had a voter's card, but it's lost. So I'm waiting for the portals to open so I go and get another one. But okay, that's me answering my question. But you can answer your question in the privacy of your heart or you know, have a conversation with someone, whatever it is you want. But we need to get our voter's cards. And it's no longer enough excuse to say, oh, our voices are not being heard. Oh, our, vo- our, our, our voters' card, our, 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 our vote is not, you know, it's not, it's not, um, you know, respected. People just install whoever it is that they want. I know that it's easy to, like, that's the easiest thing to do, like, while and say, you know what, let me just blow or let me just get this visa and I'm out of this country. And a lot of people keep saying, if everybody leaves, who will fix it? And I know it's quite irritating when you're applying to Jackpot because, yeah, sometimes it gets irritating, like... But in the end, what can we do? But do... Like, okay, who says that before you run, something bad will not happen? I'm just saying, no, I'm not saying anything bad will happen. Do you understand? What if a decision or a choice you have made before you started thinking of running, or even while you were thinking of running, affected you to the extent that what would have happened it altered it just because you made the decision so basically in our own sphere yes i know that uh, yeah in our private life we need to be real with ourselves you know be a change be an um, a change you know um what's the word a change uh, change factor what, i don't know there's this word i'm looking for but i can't find it anyways we can say that but also what can we do now you know have conversations with people i a lot of people say, oh, I don't like to argue and stuff like that. But when you see people having some, you know, oh, I really think that if somebody gives me money right now, the way I'm saying I'll sell my vote, try to educate people. And I don't think you should educate people from the, the you know, the place of self-righteousness. But people really don't know better. You know, make them understand. See, oh, for instance, you're like, see, oh, if we had made a choice, if you make a choice to vote in a president or vote in a governor or anybody you vote in, basically, their decisions is going to affect you throughout their stay there. It's going to affect your finances. It's going to affect your family, your safety, your peace, a whole lot of things. So we can no longer just stay and watch people say some kind of things and then we'll do... These people, you know, the whole self-righteousness act. I think that it's it's about time we have these conversations. You understand? Talk to people, even the elderly. Like, talk to them. You understand? You can't just vote for somebody because you feel that oh, he's old and he's wiser. Of course, I'm not trying to say people are not older and wiser, but that's not enough ground to vote in someone. What about competence? What about their history? You cannot tell me someone who looted money at some point in their life from um, public funds. You're not voting him in again on a bigger platform, and you don't want to see, you don't want to see, uh, um, you know, like the biggest scam or whatever happen. Do you get? So I think it's not a conversation which we should shy away from. You know, just educate people. You're on a bike. There was this one time, I'm not trying to, this is not a self-righteous, you know, testimony, it's just a testimony. There was this one time I was on a bike, you know, and then, um, the bike man kept saying, ah, this, um, this thing, this, um, something about a certain politician has not brought, you know, money. You know, those kind of things, he didn't share this, he didn't share that. It's been a long while ago, I can't even remember it, but 
I remember having a conversation with him and, and I said, see, in a, in a working state, you are supposed to grow. Like, how long have you been riding this bike? You've been riding this bike for a long time and things are not getting better. So, don't you think it's high time we explore other things? Like, not just collecting money from people. Do you understand? As a country, I, and we've not reached that place where, oh, people are penalized, like, you know, um, politicians are penalized for offering gifts to people, you know, to sway their votes. But in our own little way, that mama in that village that you are there, that she said, ah, I'll go, go vote for who give me rapper. Talk to her. Tell her. Show her. Let her see. I don't even come from a place of self-righteousness or anger or anything, but talk to people. The truth of the matter is, let me just make this straight. They might accept. They might not accept. But you have done your part. I think if we all take it upon ourselves if you are a listener on this podcast like you are listening to this i might not have one million listeners or two million listeners or hundred million or billion the whole earth's population but i have your ear that i'm setting up just consciously put it in your mind like see have this conversation with people whenever you see them you know talk about it we should be able to talk about talk about our political beliefs you know we don't want to be in this mess that we are again if nothing has happened in the past years it has shown us that we need to reevaluate what we call change who we vote in we, basically everything even that your cost rep in school you want to vote for and you're only voting for him because he's your friend but then you know that he's a klepto sorry don't be angry or you know that oh this person has this lavish lifestyle and he doesn't mind dipping his hand into you know places he ought not to just to fund that lifestyle and you know that maybe as a cost rep or whatever he's going to be in charge of money and stuff like that why vote him in then like do we have to entrust our leadership to oh i know you or you have done me a favor one time let people be competent like let's judge people on competence you understand we can't scan people's hearts to know oh whether this person has good intention but our work speak for us like when you look behind it doesn't mean that they have to be perfect you understand but when i say they don't need to be perfect it doesn't necessarily mean that oh okay oh he built this thing or he did this thing and then the bad is like really bad and then you say ah, it doesn't have to be perfect so i will still vote him anyways please please like I'm tired of living like this in Nigeria. I don't know if you are tired, and I'm sure you're tired. Like, we need better. We have the resources, but somehow it's not coming through. So if you're listening to this podcast, I charge you today to be the change that we need. Be the change that you need. (sighs) That's my short sermon for today. So while all this is going on, I want to say thank you very much for bringing our time again to listen. Yeah, have a great day and I'll see you when I see you. Bye.